Good morning and welcome to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for today. So glad you're with us. If you happen to be a first-time listener or a new listener to Talking Money, just a little reminder that this is not a sales program like virtually all the rest of them are on uh, on any any radio station around the country. Most of them are not trying to educate you about finances. They have a hidden agenda trying to sell something we don't sell anything so you can rest assured that uh, this is not uh, there's not something hidden going on behind the scenes and i like to try to bring um guests to make you aware of organizations that you normally would not hear of that could be of great benefit to our listeners and then that's one of the things we want to do today so i have a special guest dan glaze he's in the studio with me today drove up from georgia to be live uh, good morning dan welcome uh, to talking money good morning mike it's a wonderful treat to be here with talking money Thank and you, you and you love greenville i understand i, I do it's one of my wife's favorite cities and not, not yours just hers <laughs> if it's hers that's okay it doesn't well, matter i follow my wife <laughs> <laughs> so you get to come spend a rainy weekend with us but uh, it's still right. it's still beautiful uh, i know you're very familiar with greenville you've been around the area for a long time and and with national christian foundation which is an organization that uh, ron blue ronald blue actually helped start back however many years ago it's 40 been 20, years, 40, 40 years, years ago. 40 years ago um so we're going to learn about that it's an organization that we use regularly with our clients and i think it's something that uh, is also of benefit as you're thinking of different ways to give and different ways to even do some tax planning we're going to talk about all those things today uh, but i want to get up to speed with dan and see uh how he got here today what what we're not going to spend the whole time talking about that we probably could but i think it's always interesting to find out how did somebody get with the organization they're with today which is the national christian foundation so dan let's go back to uh you're in your own business and and actually in uh, architect engineering that kind of thing right that, that's right okay. ever since i was a little boy i wanted to be an architect does that mean you tore th- toys apart and, <laughs> and and at first didn't put them back together but that's then right. they didn't have legos back then so <laughs> But, so, so okay, yeah, talk about the what you did and what's your next step and what you how God led you where you are. Yes, I practiced architecture and engineering in the Atlanta area for about 25 years. I owned my own business mm-hmm. for 10 years. And God uniquely blessed my business far beyond what my wife and I ever estimated. And with that blessing came monetary blessing. Yeah. And, and responsibility. Yeah, and responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good point, Mike. Uh, we we were sobered by how do we steward this response, this resource as well, and uh, we crossed paths with an individual who basically stated, "Determine what's enough for you and your wife, and give the rest of it away." Mm-hmm. I said, "Wow, that's pretty radical." <laughs> but as we thought about that and dialogued about it and prayed about it, we decided to do that. So, owning my own business, uh, being a business owner. Blessed with much, we started uh, supporting at a different level our favorite ministries and church. Mm-hmm. We really did. And what do you think the biggest benefit? I mean, people talk about giving, and of course, it it benefits the organization that you're giving to. But you've had to have seen in your own working with these clients that you've worked with now with National Christian Foundation for 15 years or so, mm-hmm. where the biggest joy comes from is not necessarily the the uh, the one who gets the gift but the one who makes the gift very true mike that's uh my wife were not my wife and i were not prepared for the joy mm-hmm. the joy the the sense of being used by god being a, a a vessel of him to impact the world and impact lives impact organizations and we just had a sense that at the end of every day our goal was to hear him say well done dan and donna well mm-hmm. done 
and to have that be our goal and to recognize that joy and that peace and and the fulfillment that this wasn't ours it was his yeah i remember hearing uh i think jim wise in our orlando office uh now head of ministry services at ronald blue <coughs> where he would talk about he, with his clients he would tell them he said i don't want to work with a client who at uh, when they pass and meet uh god their maker and god says look i gave you all these resources and all you did was build bigger barns mm. and more barns and and you grew those assets but, but you didn't use it i mean i gave it to you so you would use it and you didn't use it we don't mm. want any client to ever think that way or to ever be in that situation and to me that was a great illustration of okay yes we have that stewardship responsibility to take the resources that God gives us and use them and not just wait. I heard another preacher talk about it where he said he would talk to his his parishioners and they would talk about having made their gifts or their arrangements inside their will. They were going to give a lot of money when they died. Mm -hmm. And the preacher would all tell them, no, we're supposed to be sacrificial giving that's not sacrificial <laughs> you don't need it anymore right. so let's try to do something and 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 frankly we have to also realize there's some people who can't give much and that's fine but you may not be able to give much in the way of financial resources mm. but you have your time and your talents and things like that that you can use for kingdom work that that don't cost money so true yeah so true so what got you to national christian foundation what was the transition there yeah um I served on a board of a international ministry and uh, God led it, Don and I, to close that business down and uh, become executive director of this international ministry. And we were with that ministry for 10 years and then we we joined another ministry uh, uh, training pastors all over the world and, and just basically my primary role was coming alongside other folks. Mm -hmm. I was a development person coming alongside other folks and helping them steward their resources well. And then National Christian Foundation called me about 15 years ago and said, would you join us? I knew everybody at NCF because they were down the street. Okay. And uh, I would have lunch with David Wills and Terry Parker and all those folks. And they said, hey, Dan, we're hiring some relationship managers. Would you come work for us? And I said, okay. I spent 15 years helping raise money. Now I help people give it away. That sounds like a lot more fun. <laughs> and so basically the National Christian Foundation, I serve primarily business owners like myself when I was in that role mm -hmm. and helping them steward their resources well. Yeah. yeah, so we've had, I know, several people that work on the technical side. Uh, Daniel Hicks, who uh -huh. used to be in private practice here, that uh, went to National Christian Foundation the exact same day that we transitioned from Plan First to Ronald Blue Trust. Same day. Same day. Wow. And uh, and then we've had um, the uh, we've had some workshops with some other uh, with Michael King, mm -hmm. and he was on our panel and just really top notch people that mm -hmm. you know once once an organization gets to the critical mass size where they can actually afford then to to bring in some really good talent. You've got access to some of those resources, and we do, and our clients do, and our radio listeners do, to actually do some really um, unique and, I think, exciting tax planning things that, that you combine that with your giving, assuming you are one who wants to, to give of your resources, to put those two together, and you, can, you see how much more you can give because you do the right kind of tax oh, planning you before go. you sell. Yes, exactly. Yeah, too many exactly. people do it. The, we find out they sold the business, and you tell them something three months later, and said, "Oh, 
<laughs> I wish I'd known that. Well, oh, I know. we're here to tell you today. That's we're right. here to tell you those things. That's right. Okay, so we want to talk about uh, what the National Christian <laughs> Foundation does and what donor-advised funds and all those kind of things. And we'll be back uh, just shortly with my special guest, Dan Glaze, in just a minute. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money. Ronald Blue Trust is a company with a vision to see individuals and families practicing biblical stewardship and experiencing freedom from economic fear, bondage, and conflict. They want their clients and their families to enjoy debt-free living, free to answer the call to ministry or whatever their passion is, feeling at peace with their investments and the way they are being professionally managed to help accomplish their financial objectives so they can focus on other aspects of their lives and help clients make wise financial decisions, live generously, and leave a lasting legacy. As a trust company, Ronald Blue Trust Advisors come alongside the next generation to help transfer your values and help you leave your lasting legacy. If you're a business owner, the Business Consulting Division can help you define your company's culture and, very importantly, then help convey that culture to the next generation of leaders in your company. Find out more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-7526. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now, back to Talking Money. And we're coming up at about 18 after the hour here. You're listening to Mike Miller. This is Talking Money. My special guest today, Dan Glaze, National Relationship Manager with the National Christian Foundation. And Dan's got some good experience. He's currently even serving on the board, still on the board of Movement uh, Movement Foundation. Yes, the Movement Foundation. And then formerly on the Tim Tebow Foundation on the board there. So, yeah. uh, And Tim Tebow was here. I was talking to Dan just a little bit ago. We had him for the Bruins Foundation uh, fundraiser probably f- uh, maybe four years ago, something like that. And we uh, essentially were a major sponsor of g- him getting here. So a great testimony that, that Tim has. So you got to meet Tim, I guess, through yeah. the, through the yeah. foundation there. But now you're with the National Christian Foundation. So a lot of people have never heard of the National Christian Foundation. So who is NCF? Yes, National Christian Foundation, which we will refer to NCF going forward, is primarily a public charity. Okay. We were just told recently we're the fifth largest public charity in the country. Really? Yeah, I had no okay. idea. Yeah. But we are a 501c3 public charity, and primarily we are a donor-advised fund provider, a DAF, donor-advised fund. We're the fourth largest provider of donor-advised funds in the, in the country. And as you made reference to, we were founded 40 years ago by Larry Burkett and Ron Blue and Terry Parker. We're standing on their mm-hmm. shoulders today. Yeah, yeah. And, and Ron uh, was my guest just a few weeks ago, by the way. He? Yeah. Oh, I want to be like Ron when I grow up. <laughs> We're headquartered in Atlanta. We've got 30 offices all over the country. Mm-hmm. And basically, today we're serving about 30,000 families around the country, wow. and we help facilitate their charitable giving to their favorite charities. Our mission, Mike, is to mobilize resources by inspiring biblical generosity. Yeah. And that's what we wake up and do every single day. So the donor advised fund is one of the main um, vehicles that is used to do this. I know there's a lot of other things that are even fancier than that that can be used with your own private foundations and things like that. For for the average person, though, the donor advised fund is very accessible, very easy to set up. And and we've even had clients, and we'll talk about this later on the program today, we've advised, and I've even done it on Talking Money here multiple times, how to use a donor advised funds for tax planning for the gifting now that the the 
standard deduction this year, 25100 for married filing jointly, that most people never give or have enough deductions, especially now that the limit for the SALT, the state and local taxes, is limited to $10,000. It's harder to get up to that 25000 in one year. And how you can use a donor advised fund, which essentially, that's, that's by that process, tell me, tell the listeners, how does the donor advised fund work? Yes, great. Um, in fact, Mike, a donor advised, the donor advised funds is the fastest growing charitable entity today. Okay. It's growing at 25% every single year. There's over a million donor advised funds in the country today. And so basically, it's like a charitable checking account. That's what I call it. It's, That's good. It's very good. Yeah, I like that. You know, it's very easy. You can open up a donor advised fund in about five minutes. Your biggest challenge is what are you going to name your fund? Okay. And basically, my, our fund, it's the Dan and Donna Glaze Charitable Fund. You mm-hmm. name it. Because grants that go out to that your donor advised fund to your favorite charities, it's going to have your name and address on it. And so basically, you name your fund. You set it up. Very easy. And then you contribute cash or non-cash assets to your donor advised fund. It's yours. Mm-hmm. And and basically, you get an immediate charitable tax deduction for that, whatever goes into your fund. And that's assuming you can tax deduct. So exactly. it goes back to my other thoughts. Now, with the standard deduction at 25100 you have to have more than that to where you can actually take a tax deduction. Well, we'll talk more about bunching those in a minute. But yeah. Okay. Correct. So you'll get an immediate tax deduction for that. And then over time, according to your timetable, you will go online and make grants to your favorite charity and churches. It's just, it's. And you can do that online, right? You just go online and say, I want to send a check of X amount to this particular ministry and to your church. Yep. To your church. And basically with NCF, you can do it on your iPhone. Hmm. And I've had people sitting in church making contributions to this church through their iphone the one thing the pastor doesn't mind you to being distracted to do right is uh, that's right. making donations while you're sitting in that's church right. it's okay to use your phone for that okay <laughs> exactly and so basically the assets since we are a public charity the assets are owned by ncf that's the reason they get a charitable deduction okay, for that because yeah. you can't get them back no no but the all the givers have advisory rights which we follow and as basically as they support their favorite charities so how many how many people uh, would use it as they could as a convenience? So that uh, let's say I give to we've had we had a client <coughs> once that gave uh, you know fifty dollars a month to this organization, hundred dollars a month to that one, and and they they were giving to five seven different organizations, smaller amounts every month, uh, and so they would get tax receipts, of course, from every one of those. Uh, instead of let's say, well, let, let me just make one contribution per month to my donor advised fund, and then I can give it not necessarily monthly, but maybe now I'll give it quarterly or semi annually or something like that, and then I get one tax receipt at the end of the year. Do people use it for that? I had a lady call me six months ago, and she said, "Dan, my husband and I are filing our taxes, and we determined because we're using NCF right now, we're going to live longer." I said, well, that's a great sales tool. We'll help you live longer. I said, Sarah, help me understand that. She said, we support 32 different charities. Yeah. And every time we knew we were missing a receipt somewhere. Yeah. Didn't we send little Johnny on a missions trip? Where did that receipt go? Now that we're using NCF, we only file one receipt every single year. Yeah. And so the less stress, less stress causes us to live longer. 
So <laughs> we're living yeah, longer yeah. because of NCF. But yeah, that's that's one of the beauties is it's it simplifies all the paperwork and the receipting yeah. and the tax filings. So let's talk about the difference between a donor advised fund at the Christian uh, National Christian Foundation versus a donor advised fund at Schwab, a donor advised fund at Fidelity, and some of those other secular organizations that do provide that, which is very convenient if you have a Fidelity. Mm-hmm. Probably Merrill Lynch has one too. All these different firms have their own donor advised funds, charitable giving funds, and what restrictions they might have on theirs versus uh, what restrictions there is in the, the National Christian Foundation donor advised fund. Yeah, Um I told you we're the fourth largest provider of donor advised mm-hmm. funds. Number two, three, and four is Fidelity, Schwab, and Vanguard. Okay. So they are the top three. Okay. And uh, base, basically, the and they, I, we are the we're the largest independent provider of donor advised funds. Okay. Because Fidelity, Schwab, and Vanguard have a parent company over them, so they're able to off donor advised funds at less cost than we would because mm-hmm. they've got that parent company. Right. But primarily the IRS requires all donor advised funds provided before they send a grant to a charity, they have to, first of all, is that charity a 501 C three charity? Right. It at has a, at to a minimum. Yeah. At a minimum. That's the only screening that Fidelity Schwab and Vanguard would do. NCF has three screenings. Is the organization a 501 C three? What's the organization's view on the sanctity of life and the sanctity of marriage. If they're neutral on that, that we're fine. A lot of our gifts go out to secular charities, mm-hmm. but we look at that. And if there's a, it's if, if it's adverse to biblical principles, then we we won't send that grant. Well, and and we have, and you may not have heard this yet. We just did, uh, and, and I, I won't say for sure it's going to happen. But um, one of the advisors in our office with one of those big three found out that a client who wanted to make a gift to a, a particular ministry that uh, this company was actually going to restrict that because they didn't, you know, this politically correct environment they were mm-hmm. in that, that they may actually say, no, we're not going to let you give it to that organization because that's a, a politically um, activated, yeah. pre- concert, whatever it is. And so they're, they're also maybe that, and, and people listening to this radio station understand that more than any other radio station with a conservative talk is that 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 the restrictions are there and there's more and more antagonism yeah. toward conservative causes and so forth. So this would help align your core beliefs, your um, Christian culture with the organization that you're using for your donor advice fund. Correct. Yeah, we're we're hearing that we're hearing more and more of that that uh, those secular providers are uh, becoming hesitant to con- to fund conservative causes. Yeah, yeah. So um, using a donor advised fund, and and I've talked, I mentioned earlier that I talk a lot about this on uh, Talking Money, because of the limits that you have in on the standard deduction and so forth and the SALT deductions that we're actually advising people that they can't, they, they should really consider uh, uh, bunching their deduction. So let's say they, with their ten thousand dollars salt deduction, and they've got a they got mortgage expense of you know, five thousand, eight thousand. They've got another three or four or five thousand of giving that they're doing, but so they're getting within you know like three or four thousand of that twenty five thousand, and and don't even think about the fact that they're not using they're not getting any benefit from those itemized deductions because it's all being swallowed up in the standard deduction. So if they were to Every, even every other year, maybe even every three or four years, take their contribution 
and put it in a donor advised fund. Mm-hmm. And then they can still give the same amount of money they've been giving every year to their church, let's say. Right. Um, but then they get the, at least one year where the total itemized deductions, because their giving is so much larger that year, they get at least the benefit of one year to itemize the deductions. Right. And whereas they would normally not have any year. And then the rest of the years, of course, they still get the $25,000 deduction. Right. And they're not hurting themselves. It's just helping. And the donor advised fund can be an excellent way to facilitate that. Yeah. We're finding givers doing that sporadically, systematically through every other year, every other year is bunching and front-loading their giving into their donor advised fund. They don't have to grant it out immediately. Right. Basically, it's sort of front loading their giving due to those limits that they yeah. have. Especially if it's if you're primarily giving to the church, we want to make sure you don't give five years five years worth of giving in one year because the church might get all excited and think they're going to get that every year. Right. <laughs> no, we're going to right. spread this out over right. five years. Right. And you can also, exactly. at the same time you're bunching those deductions, you would say, just as a quick reminder to the listeners, you would take your property taxes, which are due in January, and one year pay them in January, and that same year pay the next year's January bill in December so that you've got hmm. two Two of those two, if if you're not getting up to the maximum of some of those deductions, that, that you need to maximize that. We'll be back with the second half of Talking Money in just a few minutes. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for Talking Money. I'm pleased to have Ronald Blue Trust sponsor Talking Money to help educate listeners about financial planning, so you have the information needed to help you make more informed and hopefully better decisions. When a Ronald Blue Trust advisor meets with prospective clients, their goal is to determine if any of our services are a good fit for them. They don't sell any products like annuities or life insurance, and as a fiduciary, work to serve your best interest. Perhaps you just need a financial physical from the Everyday Steward Division without any ongoing monitoring, or you're about to retire and need to work with the Private Wealth Division to map out a financial path and then help implement and continuously monitor that plan. Ronald Blue Trust Advisors act like your quarterback, coordinating the advice you receive from your accountant, your estate attorney, life insurance agent, and in some instances, even your investment advisor. You can learn more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-7526. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now back to Talking Money. And welcome back to Talking Money. It's about 25 before the hour here on a Saturday morning. So glad you're with us today. My special guest, Dan Glaze, with the National Christian Foundation. We're talking about donor-advised funds and the National Christian Foundation and how it can make your life simpler. And even as one um, client told you that it's helped me live longer. Um, one of the things that my wife and I, especially my wife, uh, but we've just had, we have an issues with is sometimes that people, when they're, when they're, the, under the guise sometimes of trying to encourage other people to give more money, they sound like they're just bragging about how much money they gave. And they'll talk about that and trying to do that. So one of the advantages of a donor advised funds is that you can give it anonymously. Yes, you sure can. And we're finding more and more givers that we serve, Mike, giving anonymously. And I've been inquiring about that. And uh, some say, hey, we're, we're told in Scripture, when you do your giving, don't let your left hand know what the right hand mm-hmm. is giving. But – Unfortunately, Mike, when people support a ministry, sometimes that ministry says, wow, that was a nice size gift. Let's go back for more. Yeah. And so they tend to twist an arm and say, hey, <laughs> we get, can you give us something more? 
And so they believe in what this ministry is doing, but they give anonymously so that the charity doesn't know who's sending it. Right. Now that drives the charity crazy because I get a lot of phone calls. Yeah. It says, we just got a biggest check we've ever gotten yeah. from a giver and we don't know who they are. Tell us who it is. I said, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Yeah. If you want to send them a thank you note, send it to me and I'll get it to them. Uh, but, <laughs> right. For whomever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. some of the other advantages for the donor advice fund, I want to speak on these fairly quickly because we want to get to some of the stories and actual circumstances that you've been involved with. But uh, systematic giving that makes it easier to give uh, and maybe talk a little bit about giving appreciated property. Yeah, you can set up a recurring grant that goes out monthly, quarterly, annually to your favorite charity, and it just goes out regularly. We send it out according to your recurring schedule. So is the money just sitting there in a in a bank account earning like a point zero zero one or minus point zero zero five or something? What? That is a great question, Mike. <laughs> as, as assets and cash sit in your fund, you've got options. You can keep it in a money market in cash. Yeah. But you have also can invest that in several different pools that we have for potential growth. Mm -hmm. And if your balance in your fund is over a certain amount, you can have your own financial advisor manage that money for you. Mm -hmm. We believe he's done well with your personal funds. Let's have him do well with your charitable funds also. Sure. So it, and it also grow. helps keep an advisor maybe from, from recommending somebody give the money away, although we would recommend it anyway, even <laughs> yes, if we would. didn't have that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, for the for the person the client who really wants us to be more involved, it's it's at least a, an option. Yeah. And one key thing we're seeing in a growing trend here, Mike, is family giving around a donor advice fund mm -hmm. where the mom and dad or grandpa and grandma are now involving their children. They're actually setting up funds for their children and seeding it for them mm -hmm. and say, for every dollar you put in, we'll match that into your fund. And so those kids and grandkids are now catching this generosity bug. Yeah. They said, this is fun. Yeah. Grandma and Grandpa set up this fund for us, and we're supporting And our maybe even charities. double the match. So yes. If you put a dollar, I'll put in two or three or something and to, to try really help grow that, that yeah. fund and get them that bug. We yeah. have one Grandma and Grandpa. It's 10 to 1. So. Really? Okay. So you can be creative with that. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, being not really selfish, but a little selfish, of course, they get a tax deduction for that 10 exactly. to 1. Yeah. That's it. You, you nailed it, Mike. They get you both. Yeah. So I've got some, uh, let's say I've got some stock or mutual fund that I bought uh, 20 years ago. My basis for tax purposes is you know, $20,000 and it's now worth $100,000. And, and I don't, I don't want to sell that to pay taxes on it and then give the money away. Uh, what's a good uh, alternative there? Yeah, take that stock and mutual fund and donate it to your fund. You'll get an your donor advice fund. Your donor advice fund. You'll get an immediate tax deduction for the fair market value on that that value of that stock mm -hmm. that day. Mm -hmm. We'll send you a receipt for that, and then that that came in your fund, you'll avoid all capital gain tax. Right. So there's that double tax benefit. Yeah. And so some people use a stock gift like that to front load their giving for a couple of years. Right. If yeah. they've got one yeah. one stock that's just done well, let's go ahead and put that in the donor advice fund. Yeah. And you're kind of pre-funding your giving for the next several years. And we've had people do that that we've recommended do that even if they had a, a liquidity event. So they sold their company, something like that, and they had a lot of money this one year. Well, go ahead and put more than you might normally into the donor advice fund to, to pre-fund your giving and reduce your taxes for that year because you have a big, big potential tax hit that year. Um, which really leads us into the story that you've had. Uh, we've got uh, a few minutes here before the break. So um, you've you've had uh, different business who had businesses who have sold their business, but they they set up their 
the transaction in such a way that they were able to maximize the income tax benefit because they really wanted to give money away. So talk to us about um, how some companies, or at least a company I know that you have in mind, uh, that did that. Yeah, we uh, that's really becoming a sweet spot for the National Christian Foundation, which differentiates us from the other donor advised fund providers, right. is taking in what we call complex complex gifts. And those yeah, a lot com- of them just don't. I mean, they yeah, just, they won't, just do don't, they won't touch it. They don't want to yeah. mess with it. But, you know, closely held business interests, S-Corp stock, C-Corp stock, real estate, life insurance policies. We even take in loan notes. You know, anything that's appreciated in value, mm-hmm. we will consider taking that in. There doesn't have to be an immediate sale. There's, We have two strategies, a given sell. There's a sale on the horizon of that asset that they're gifting right. or a given hold. There doesn't have to be a sale. We'll hold that asset until that giver tells us it's time to sell it. And we'll follow yeah. his advisory. Right lead mm-hmm, right on that on that asset so that's really becoming a sweet spot for us is these complex gifts but you help you help their advisors who may not be oh. familiar with all the intricacies of the, those kinds of deals of those kind of transactions and and the fee for that yeah we've got some very very as you made reference to we've got some very very talented right. gift planning tax attorneys I'll estate vouch planning for that. attorneys yeah. on staff yeah there's about 10 of them I just know two real well. <laughs> and, and they're here to serve the givers well, and they will never get a bill from those attorneys. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, we'll help them with these complex gifts. We'll basically do tax savings illustrations. We'll talk to their advisors. We'll look at the assets. Does it have debt? Does it not have debt? Mm-hmm. What's your capital gain exposure? And we'll run all these illustrations. We'll pull a team of about five people around that gift. And how much to give? Uh, and and keep doing what ifs. So what if it was this amount that versus this other amount? How does that save tax wise? How might it even potentially save on the state taxes? And that's all up in limbo now with the new administration. Yeah. We don't know what's going on there now, and I'm not sure they know what's going on now. Um, but uh, that's a lot of different scenarios to to share with someone who and you don't charge them anything for it. Obviously, the ultimate. Um, benefit to national christian foundation is those assets come to the national christian foundation and there's a fee for an annual fee for leaving the account there right and so and and the the foundation has gotten large enough as i mentioned referred to earlier there's enough critical mass there that you can afford to bring in these experts right and and you could just say well we're not going to do that we're just going to keep all the money but you're putting back into the business as it were to help donors especially in these complex assets mm-hmm. to give more away and really oftentimes not cost them anymore exactly exactly when we take in a complex gift such as business interest real estate once that asset sells there is a very small percentage fee comes to ncf out of the sale proceeds mm. and basically that's three, four percent, something like that of the so okay. of us managing that because it, it okay. hires a completely different team right. uh, to manage that. So, um, but basically uh, that's, we, we love, we love serving business owners. We really do because they have assets that are growing that can basically leverage their charitable giving but also minimize their taxes in a significant way. And tell us about a specific business. I think you have a specific illustration that, that, that you'd like to share. Yes, there's a, um, there's a young man, and he's given us permission to share his name yeah. and his company. He's actually done videos on our website. You can watch okay. him. And his name is Casey Crawford, 
And uh, Casey um, played football at the University of Virginia, got drafted out of the in the NFL, third string. He said, Dan, when you're drafted in the third string, you don't play much. So he played for three years in three different teams, and he and his wife decided to give it up. In yeah. 2008 now, in Charlotte, what's happening? Oh, yeah, the whole, yeah. Casey goes home and Googles, how do you start a mortgage company? He Googled that. And today he owns the fifth largest mortgage company in the country. Because he says people were loaning money more than people could pay back. Mm -hmm. That's the reason. Sure. He says, I'm not going to do that. And so basically he started Movement Mortgage. And he went on a little retreat before he started that. And God said, I want you to give it away. I'm going to take care of you and your wife, but I want you to give the company away. He said, I don't know how to do that. They said, well, talk to the National Christian Foundation. He called me. I was up in his office the next week, and we talked about it. So the IRS allows you to deduct every single year 30% of your adjusted gross income in non-cash gifts, 30%. So over the past 10 years, every single December, Casey knows what his AGI is, and he deducts 30% of movement mortgage to NCF, and we're holding that in his fund. As we sit here today, NCF owns 46% of the largest mortgage, one of the largest mortgage companies in the country. Casey's gifting that every single year. Mm-hmm. At some point down the line, it may sell, and Casey's going to have a But since we're 46% owner in the company, Mike, we get 46% of the profits every year. Right. That go into his fund right. for him to give away. And give away. It's yeah. not hitting his tax return. Right. So right. he's avoiding ordinary income tax. Every year. Every yeah. single year. Yeah. It's going into his fund. So it's a wonderful strategy that we spent probably five months helping KC determine this unique strategy for him. Yeah, that's that's what we call a give and hold. We're holding the asset. There's not a sale on the horizon. So those of you listening who are business owners, uh, just keep these <laughs> thoughts in mind that there are some pretty unique uh, strategies that can be used. Just You want to make sure that even if you're not planning on selling for five or ten years, uh, just like – uh, this gentleman did mm-hmm. that he could wait uh, and just hold the assets, but do that planning ahead of time. Uh, that uh, that's when you could get the most benefit. Don't wait till after the fact, and then uh, ask somebody that question because that doesn't count. Okay, so we're past time for our last break. We'll be right back. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money. Ronald Blue Trust is a company with a vision to see individuals and families practicing biblical stewardship and experiencing freedom from economic fear, bondage, and conflict. They want their clients and their families to enjoy debt-free living, free to answer the call to ministry or whatever their passion is, feeling at peace with their investments and the way they are being professionally managed to help accomplish their financial objectives so they can focus on other aspects of their lives and help clients make wise financial decisions, live generously, and leave a lasting legacy. As a trust company, Ronald Blue Trust Advisors come alongside the next generation to help transfer your values and help you leave your lasting legacy. If you're a business owner, the Business Consulting Division can help you define your company's culture and, very importantly, then help convey that culture to the next generation of leaders in your company. Find out more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-7526. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now back to talking money. Okay, we've got about 10 minutes here left in talking money. This is Certified Financial Planner Mike Miller, your host for today, talking with Dan Glaze with the National Christian Foundation. 
Uh, I've known Dan for, well, I don't know how long I've known you, for quite a few years, yeah. and primarily probably through Kingdom Advisors and, and some of the meetings that we've had there and, and, and yeah. because of National Christian Foundation. But we were talking about donor-advised funds. We're also talking about some of the unique strategies that can be used for a business owner. And you, you were just talking before the break about a business owner who did essentially a give and hold. So they gave in this movement mortgage and Casey Crawford with music, uh, movement mortgage who gave the stock away. And now you own almost 50% of it and the dividends come and to his donor advice fund. And he doesn't have to pay taxes on it. But there's also a strategy for somebody who's ready to, they're ready to sell. And mm-hmm. so it's not a, it's not a sell or a give and hold. It's a given go i guess yeah. or whatever you call it yeah give and sell yeah those are the two unique strategies and by the way casey um as a result of movement mortgage growing and uh, the the distributions that are coming into his fund he he and his wife and team have developed a deep burden for charter schools around the country ah, okay. so they're building charter schools for underprivileged kids who don't have access to a mm. good education right that's and so great. it's just beautiful to see these charter schools going up all over the country. Yeah, that's, that's his great. heart and vision. Okay, all right. The give and sell is probably more common than the give and hold. And uh, I want to share a story with you. Uh, it's a businessman here in Greenville named David. And David basically uh, built a company. God blessed that company far beyond what he and his brother had thought. David had a unique business mind. And so it just grew and grew and grew. And they had a donor-advised fund with the National Christian Foundation and loved using that, supporting their favorite charities. And uh, he would basically make a significant contribution. Well, there was a, uh, I think an equity firm out of New York caught wind mm-hmm. of this or this company. Okay. And they said, wow, this is. This we want is, you. We want you. <laughs> this is a unique space for us to step in. And it was significant growing. So. They came down and offered David and his brother to buy the company. Well, David said, well, we're going to have to spend some time thinking and praying about that. And they got an offer that was just really out. They couldn't even realize. And so had never couldn't imagine of, that that would be that much. Huh? That. And so God led them to sell the business. But before they sold the business, they put contributed stock to their donor advised fund, significant holdings because stock holdings, um, probably far beyond that he could even use the deductions for, but he recognized this was going to be a unique event that may not mm-hmm. ever happen again. Right. And so he donated stock and basically non-voting shares to NCF. And basically when the company sold, we got our share. So the equity the, firm paid NCF yep, for those shares and you yep, got the cash. Yeah, we got the cash. We gave them the shares and this cash, all this cash, significant funding came into David, David's donor advised fund at NCF. Mm-hmm. And it's just wonderful to watch God use him, his wife, his kids, now even his grandkids, basically come around that donor-advised fund and support charities. David says, I've never experienced such joy in impacting the world. And he and his wife go on mission trips to see the work that's taking place. For the money that they are giving to these missions, they can see it actually being used, right? Exactly, exactly. And so he's in the process of starting and building some other companies. And so, but basically he said, Dan, without the National Christian Foundation, uh, we probably would have had too much money than we needed, Mm. but we got it out of our pocket into somebody else's pocket prior to the sale. Right. Yeah. It wasn't ours anymore. That's a key point before the sale. Before the sale. You can't do it afterwards. It has to be before. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's just uh, their experience a tremendous, tremendous joy. They yeah, really are. That's great. And yeah. especially to see it passed on and the, 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 
the spot that I just ran during the break talked about transferring your legacy and helping your um, your children and even your grandchildren get the fire forgiving and understand the the joy that that brings. And even if it's initially using your resources, then eventually they're going to be their resources when they die and pass on whatever amount they're going to pass on to their heirs. That it's exciting to see the the children getting on board with that and and it'd be exciting for the parent and what a joy for the parent mm, yeah. to see the child reacting like that how many parents do we know that their children just uh-huh. are not following the way of, of giving following the way of of christ and and what that means and they're so brokenhearted about that but in this case it's the total opposite and yeah. how exciting that is there's a quick cute story i heard recently a family comes together every thanksgiving there's 12 of them around the table mm-hmm. after dinner. Each of them are given a stack of five poker chips. Each of those poker chips are worth $100. Okay. And so one child will present a charity that they have a heart for, and people will put in a poker chip to make a grant. If they want to use they, some of their money the, for that. Okay. And mom and dad have got their, their DAF up on a computer screen, uh-huh. and they make the grant right at that time when those poker chips oh, are on the table. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And so there's a little bit of competition between the kids and grandkids. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. So there's, there's a lot of different things you can do with um, the donor advised funds and, and with the um, National Christian Foundation. So, um, and, and this really talks about how families are coming together with some of these. Uh, and you probably have other illustrations of other families who have done the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they have, there's that, that's, that's the beauty thing rather than, and the, the DAF provides that. I had this one wife tell me, I knew, I knew we supported charities around the community because I'd be in the grocery store and somebody thanked me. But he was always in his office writing the checks. Okay. <laughs> she didn't know about she it? She didn't know it. Oh. She would just get thanks. Yeah. You know? And I had no idea we gave them money. Yeah. But now that we've got a donor advised fund, I have access to the fund. She knows. <laughs> I can make it. I, I grant out to my favorite charities. He's got his favorite charities. I've got mine. We've got ours together. Yeah. And now I that's, know. That's neat. I know. So. I, I remember even uh, several years ago, a new client that came to see us as a couple. And this is not directly related to the donor's advised funds, but when we finished doing their financial plan and, and, and determine their finish line and all those kind of things for this client. The the wife spoke up and said, this is the most I've ever known about all of our finances ever in our marriage. So I'm wow. so thankful that, that we've done this so that now I know what's going on. Yeah. And it's easy to do your lives and one person takes care of this, the other person, other spouse takes care of that. And you really don't think about um, sharing and you know, it's because life happens so yeah. fast. So yeah. it's not like it's a negative, yeah. but it certainly is more encouraging yeah. If if we know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, before we close, yep. can I just thank Ron Blue Trust? Oh, you bet. Of course. I mean, all of us at the National Christian Foundation clearly recognize the uniqueness of Ron Blue Trust. And it's Ronald Blue Trust, by Ronald, the way. Uh, great. Officially, thank you. Ronald thank Blue you. Trust. Ronald Blue Trust. Thank you. <laughs> the marketing people would not be happy with that. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, so there's a uniqueness about Ronald Blue Trust that we really, really admire. I mean... I, I know a lot of financial advisors says, I'm not going to bring up giving unless they bring it up. Mm-hmm. But it is part of your DNA and culture right. to help people give away money mm-hmm. for kingdom impact. And that is unique. Yeah, Even though we don't, we, we lose the asset. Yes. Unless we're managing it at, 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 at uh, NCF, we don't get paid on it anymore. But it's more important to advance kingdom work and, and ministry work, not necessarily even kingdom work. But it's it's something that maybe somebody has a passion for 
that we think it's important for them to support. Well, I'm confident that each one of you who serve at Ronald Blue Trust are going to hear him say, well done one day. I believe that. Well, and it's it's one of those things you, uh, like you say, it's got to be part of your DNA that you just, that's something you think of and you want to help clients with and you realize how much joy they're going to get when they get there. And like I said earlier in the program today, there are some people who just don't have the resources to give. And we have clients that, that mm-hmm. don't have that kind of money that they can give away. Uh, but they still have art giving. They can give away something. Yes. Uh, yes. And so it's not like we're saying, yeah, oh, it's, it's the big money. That's the big deals. No, it's it's everybody. It's the widow's might. It's mm. it's that's yes. important. All of it's important. Uh, and then if if there's not even financial resources, the everybody has something they can do at their church to help volunteer something. They can they can use the resources somewhere to help further the kingdom. But it may not cost anything. And that's we think that's important too. But a lot of people don't do that either. They just get in their own routines and and don't ever want to get out of their shell and and help. But I encourage people to, to um, use their, their skills and be a good steward Mm. of their, their talents, not just their money. Mm. Amen. Amen. So we've got uh, less than a minute here, Dan. So thanks again for uh, uh, sharing with us this about National Christian Foundation. How do we get, uh, what's the best way to get in touch with National Christian Foundation or you if somebody's got more questions? Yeah, our website is NCF, National NCF Giving. Dot com. Okay. And if you want to get in touch with me, it's dglaze, like a donut. dglaze at ncfgiving.com. <laughs> so think Krispy Kreme when you think uh, <laughs> dglaze. So dglaze at, at ncfgiving.com. Ncf so you got to make sure you put the giving in there. Well, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate you taking the time, Thanks, driving Mike. up here. I know you enjoy the, the area, so we're glad to, to have you with us. And thank you for listening to Talking Money. We'll be back next week with more of Talking Money. Though I'm an employee of Ronald Blue Trust, Talking Money represents my individual views and not those of my employer or any sponsor of the program. During the program, I may discuss market trends as well as specific financial planning techniques and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual or organization. Work with your attorney or accounting or investment professional for specific individual advice and services. Any securities or investment products discussed on Talking Money are not insured by the FDIC, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by any bank, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of principal amount invested.